It's the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, and we are live. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Minute Football. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this edition, we're going to be looking ahead to Arsenal's Premier League clash with Liverpool, scheduled to take place at the Emirates Stadium on Saturday night. It's ninth versus seventh, hardly the glamour tie that this fixture would have once been. But it is a game that is significant for both sides if they're going to push on and guarantee a spot in Europe next season. Of course, both sides have a big European clash to come in the week and it's not known just yet how much of an impact that will have on the two team selections. Uh, so there's lots and lots of things to consider and look ahead to uh, as we uh, focus in on Arsenal versus Liverpool. Big hello to everybody in the live chat. Hope you're all well. Um, happy Easter to everybody that's joining us as well, of course. Uh, it is Good Friday and, of course, uh, it's it's a bank holiday. It means there's a bank holiday at the other end of it as well. So we've got Friday and Monday uh, to chill out. Although in football, there are no bank holidays. So it doesn't make any difference whatsoever to me. But if it does for you, uh, I hope you're enjoying your long and extended weekend. How am I feeling going into this game against Liverpool? Um, obviously, it feels as though the priority is, is is the midweek game, right? Because the Europa League feels like the opportunity to save our season. It feels like a more likely way of sneaking into Europe than it does via the Premier League at the moment. We've been quite fortunate in the way the Europa League draw has fallen for us now, you would say. Uh, Slavia Prague, they're no mugs, by the way. Don't get me wrong, I'm not um I'm not for a second uh suggesting that I think that we're just gonna, you know, cruise past them. They're a really good side. But um you'd have rather them than some of the other teams we could have faced. And then of course in the semi-final, we could face either Dinamo Zagreb or Villarreal. Again, two of the sides that you'd have put ahead of the likes of Ajax, ahead of Roma, ahead of Manchester United. So it is not by any means an easy route, but it is a, a better route than what we could have potentially ended up with. And I still feel like the Europa League should be Arsenal's priority um, looking at the sort of final stages of the season. However, if we do uh, manage to take all three points against Liverpool, we'll close the gap on them to just one point. And um, you know, it's important not to shut the door in the Premier League. It's important not to shut the door on qualifying for the Europa League via that route, because that is very much possible. And Arsenal, in my opinion, desperately need to be in Europe next season. I've said it time and time again. I've talked about the financial impact of missing out on Europe altogether and the fact that that will probably have a negative impact in in terms of what we're able to spend in the transfer market. So, Arsenal need to somehow get themselves into Europe. If we can do it via the Europa League and, and jump up into the Champions League, even better. But failing that, 
we have to find a way uh, of uh, keeping alive in the Premier League. And the perfect way to do that would be, of course, to beat Liverpool. Now, I've had the team news uh, just a, a little while ago from the club, and it's not great. Uh, David Luiz is out. David Luiz will not be available for the game against Liverpool. He's got a knee problem. According to the club, he's suffering from some discomfort in the right knee. He'll continue to be assessed, but he's not available for selection this weekend. Bukayo Saka, although he trained, is still a doubt. Emil Smith-Rowe is also a doubt. And perhaps most surprisingly, Granite Xhaka is a doubt. Now, Granite Xhaka is Mr. Fit. You know, he's pretty much available all the time. Always uh, keeps himself in really good condition. But we learned this afternoon that Granite Xhaka is uh, ill and he missed training today. And therefore, his participation tomorrow is in doubt. And by tomorrow, I mean Saturday for those of you listening via the audio. So, yeah, um, not great in terms of the team news. You know, you look at the team and you look at the improvement over the last few months. And there has been an improvement in terms of our level of performance. And you would say... um, you know, you would say that that Granite Xhaka and David Luiz have been really important to that core um, of the side. And, and both of those could be potential. Well, we know Luiz is definitely out, but Xhaka could be out as well. And that poses, I think, a, a big problem for, for Mikel Arteta going into this one. Now, Liverpool have got problems of their own. Of course, they've got three long-term absentees in Virgil van Dijk, Joe Gomez and Jordan Henderson. And we've all seen what an impact that's had on their season. There are some fitness tests that are due to take place for a few others, uh, but I'm not privy to the Liverpool news, um, if I'm being completely honest. So we're going to have to see uh, how they line up. I know Jurgen Klopp had spoken to the media today, uh, but either way, this is going to be a difficult fixture. And you look at Liverpool and you look at where they are in terms of their Premier League position and you look at the drop-off from last season, And it's very easy to get complacent. But the reality is they're still a very good side with a lot of talent capable of turning it on. And on any given day, I'd still back Liverpool to beat pretty much anybody. And um, we have to be aware of that. You know, I look at their central defence, which is likely to be Phillips and Kabak. And I don't think, you know, that's particularly um, solid or watertight. I don't think it's... uh, it's uh, a centre-back pairing that you should look at and be fearful of. I think it's one that we should look at and actually take confidence from and, and, and look at them and think, and think, yeah, you know, we could get at this team. We can hurt this team. Um, Brad talks about Real Madrid potentially being on Liverpool's minds. And fingers crossed it is because, um, you know, Liverpool have that big game coming up. And yes, we have a big game coming up. Uh, in a few days' time as well in the Europa League, but we're not playing on Tuesday. And Jurgen Klopp has already shown um, that he will prioritise the Champions League. Um, so, uh, yeah, he he may opt to to make some changes with that game in mind. He may look at the Premier League table and feel like uh, a top four finish is, is slightly out of their reach and may prioritise the Champions League as a result of that. It's a competition that Liverpool have become synonymous with. It's a competition they've become famous for doing well in. And I think Jurgen Klopp will back himself and still back this team, despite their troubles this season, uh, to go out and uh, and turn in a good display against Real Madrid. Now, um, I want to go over to the live chat and say a big hello to everybody in there. Uh, I hope you're all well. Um, big hello to Andreas, who says, 
Hello, Harry from Cyprus. Uh, ridiculous comments from Paul Merson. We are Arsenal Football Club and I expect them to perform and beat Liverpool after the draw at West Ham and our ninth place league position. I haven't actually seen those comments from Paul Merson. I tend to switch off when Paul Merson talks. Um, really, really good player in his day. Was a good servant to Arsenal Football Club. But as a pundit, I feel like he's just always trying to produce a soundbite. Um, he's one of a category of pundits who I don't understand still have work, how they still have work, if I'm being honest. Um, but I wouldn't read into what uh, Paul Merson says too much. I wouldn't let it bother you. I wouldn't get wound up by it because it's Paul Merson, right? Um, and and I don't think much more needs to be said uh, than that. Uh, Steve Stone says that fans will now find out firsthand if Xhaka will be missed or not. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, looking at the previous evidence, we've got to go by um, when he doesn't play, particularly in this system, we are a worse side. We are a weaker side. You know, the fact that Thomas Partey is available obviously makes me feel better about the absence of Granite Xhaka because Thomas Partey, if he elevates his game, he can make whoever partners him look better as well. Um, personally, I'd like to see Ceballos alongside him in the middle of the park. I'm not massive on Mohamed Elneny. Um, I know he's had a couple of decent displays alongside Thomas Partey this season, but I'd go with Danny Sabas because I think technically he gives us a little bit more. Um, I think he would help us sort of progress the ball a little bit easier. The only issue with Sabas and the only doubt in my mind about Sabas is that when he has been called upon in recent times, he's had a mistake in him and he's not quite been at the levels uh, that we've sort of come to expect from him towards the back end of last season. So, yeah, um, big decision for Mikel to make there. If indeed Granit Xhaka is not available, right? Granit Xhaka is, um, is ill and, and was ill today, and that's why he didn't participate in training. But if there's one player I'd back to recover from that illness in time and make himself available, it's Granit Xhaka. And that's why, or one of the reasons why Mikel Arteta sees him as a real leader in this team, contrary to what fans uh, see him as. And I know there are a lot of fans who, who are still very anti-Granit Xhaka. There are some like me who feel like we could potentially upgrade, but ultimately right now he's as good as it gets for us. And he hasn't been bad in recent months. You know, we're talking about the overall picture. He's had his moments, as has everybody. But I, I'm not one of those people that winces at the thought of Granit Xhaka being into the side. I actually quite like the way he's turned things around under Mikel Arteta. And I, I quite enjoy um, his performances in that deeper midfield position. I think Thomas Partey would prefer to play alongside him as well, rather than anybody else because I think those two are starting to form a bit of a, a bit of a good partnership. The problem is that beyond that, we don't have uh, much quality. Uh, Sabahs is likely to be off in the summer and uh, Mohamed Elneny, for me, is just not quite up to the task. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. If he's not in the side, then I think we're going to get a, a better idea of uh, how we, how we will, how we'll, we could potentially, um, or how we would cope if we had to be without him for a long period of time. So, yeah, it'll be a, a, an interesting thing to keep your eye on. No no doubt about that. Um, I'm going to share with you guys my starting 11 for the game against Liverpool. And as I say, um, this is my starting 11. But let me just quickly, before I do that, my apologies, let me just quickly run you through the recent results between the two sides. Now, uh, earlier in the season, we were beaten 3-1 at Anfield. Uh, but back at the end of last season, of course, Arsenal defeated Liverpool by two goals to one at the Emirates Stadium. 
We also lost 3-1 at Anfield that season too. Um, and then we lost at Anfield prior to that on the 29th of December 2018 by five goals to one. But the last uh, visit of Liverpool to the Emirates, which was in the 18-19 season, um, prior to the 2-1 win I've already mentioned, was a 1-1 draw. Uh, so Arsenal, you know, have got a pretty decent record against Liverpool at home. Um, and they have actually throughout the, the history of the Premier League. Uh, so we can take some encouragement from that. And we can also take encouragement from the fact that this is not anywhere near as formidable of a side um, that that we beat last season. You know, Liverpool came to the Emirates last season and we beat them and they were in a far better place than they are now. So we should take encouragement from that and be confident that if we go and play our game and we cut out the individual stupid errors that have plagued us uh, in recent times, then we stand a really, really good chance of winning this one. Let's go over and have a look at the um, the starting lineup that I would pick. And it is um, it is the starting lineup that I would pick and not the one necessarily that I think Mikel Arteta will go with. So here we go. Uh, let me just share my screen with those of you watching on YouTube. Here we go. So uh, in goal for me, it's Bernd Leno. Uh, clearly Arsenal's number one. And I know there's been some question marks about his distribution of late, but the the reality is that for me, um, you know, it's, it's an associated risk with the way that Mikel Arteta wants us to play. And we just kind of have to accept that there will be moments um, where it goes wrong. And, um, you know, yes, Bern Leno could be held culpable in some of those instances, but that's not going to change. You know, Arsenal are going to continue to play that way, uh, regardless of, of whether Berlino makes the odd mistake or not. At right back, I'd go with Cedric. I think he's just been better than Hector Bellerin in recent times. And I think he is worthy of a place in the starting eleven. Of course, recalled to the Portuguese squad for the first time since 2018 last week. So um, he'll be buzzing. He'll be full of confidence. And as I say, his recent performances have been better, in my view, than those of Hector Bellerin. And so he deserves to start at left back. Well, there's only really one option at Arsenal nowadays, and that's Kieran Tierney. But you wouldn't want to have anybody else, would you? Because he's been that good this season. When fit, he's proven a vital part of this team. And for me, he starts at left back. Now, we know David Luiz is out. And this is interesting now, the centre-back thing, because what does Mikel Arteta do? Does he bring Rob Holding back in the side? Bearing in mind that Rob Holding of late seems to have just been cast aside. Or does he partner up Gabriel with Pablo Marie? That's two left-sided players, though. And Mikel Arteta has shown that he prefers to have one of each. So I think Rob Holding is going to play uh, at right centre-back. And I'd imagine that's probably what Mikel will do as well. Uh, but I think he'll be alongside Gabriel, who, along with David Luiz, seems to be first choice at the minute. So my back four is Cedric Holding, Gabriel and Tierney with Bern Leno in goal. In the centre of midfield, it's really um, difficult uh, to, 
to predict here because we don't know if Xhaka will be available. If he is, he starts for me. But if he's not, then Danny Ceballos should play. Alongside them will no doubt be Thomas Partey. I think everybody would agree with that selection. And I think another selection that everybody would agree with is the inclusion of Martin Odegaard. He's been in really, really good form of late. There's a lot of speculation right now about whether Arsenal are going to be able to turn this into a permanent transfer. We're going to have to hold tight and wait and see on that. But Martin Odegaard will play for me at number 10. On the right-hand side, I'm going to go with Nicolas Pepe. Um, Bukayo Saka is a doubt. And I think that Bukayo Saka, whether he's past fit or not, we need to be careful with him. We've overplayed the kid this season. I think that's partly contributing uh, to his injuries and the injuries he's dealing with now. Um, so I think that we have to be careful with him. And I would be... Um, inclined, even if he is past fit, to go with Nicolas Pepe. On the left-hand side, I'm going to go with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I've been talking quite a bit today or I'm writing quite a bit today about how I feel that Aubameyang is almost shoehorned into this side um, when he plays on that left flank. And I'm not sure it, it works necessarily all of the time. Sometimes we've seen him benefit uh, from popping up in those inside left positions and finding the far corner. But often I think the game bypasses him not just when he plays there, but when he plays at centre-forward. It's a whole other debate around Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. But for me, um, based on who we have available, based on the fact that Saka's out or, or likely to be out or could be out is a doubt, based on the fact that Emil Smith-Rowe uh, is a doubt as well, I'm going to go with Aubameyang on the left and through the middle, I'm going to go with Alexander Lacazette. I feel like Lacazette just brings more in terms of his overall game to the table. I think as a centre-forward, he is far more effective than Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. People would argue that in previous seasons, Aubameyang scored far more goals. But let's not forget that this season, where they've pretty much had equal game time in the centre-forward position, where they've been rotated, Lacazette is leading the way in terms of Premier League goals between the two this season. So Lacazette deserves his place in that starting eleven. So just to run through it once more, for those of you listening on the audio who don't have the benefit of the graphic, it's Bern Leno in goal for me. Cedric, Holding, Gabriel and Tierney are my back four. Xhaka alongside Partey in the midfield. If Xhaka is past fit in the event he isn't, I'd bring Danny Ceballos into the side. Martin Odegaard starts at number 10. Aubameyang on the left, Pepe on the right and Lacazette through the middle. Brad makes a really good um, point in the chat as well. And it's part of my thinking about Aubameyang. He says, I think Aubameyang on the left is good for Liverpool. Their fullbacks push high up the pitch. What are your thoughts, Harry? Completely agree with that. Trent Alexander-Arnold will still get forward, right? Make no mistake about it. He's that type of player. But I think knowing that Arsenal's most potent goal scorer in recent seasons is lurking in those positions, um, I think is actually probably, um, you know, is something that will play on Alexander-Arnold's mind and may make him um, a little bit more reluctant uh, to bomb forward. And that obviously limits Liverpool as an attacking force. You know, he's he's notorious for getting lots of assists. He's been notorious uh, for providing good balls into the penalty area and great supply lines for the Liverpool forward. So, yeah, pinning him back is obviously a good thing as well. 
In terms of my prediction on this one, I think I'm going to go with a draw. Um, I think I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw, not because I think that neither side will want to win it, but I think that both sides will be so fearful of losing it and what that means that they will be a little bit cagey. I think the fact that both teams will be without players will have an impact. I think the fact that both teams have huge um, European games, which will be seen as the priority in the eyes of many to come just days later, will also... um, maybe contribute to them at some point settling for a draw, maybe a little bit earlier than they would have done had it not been um, a game being played at this particular time. International break as well has just happened and you never know exactly how players are going to come back in terms of their conditioning. Um, we've had a little bit of a break as fans, but um, as uh, as players, I think it could be quite draining actually. Uh, traveling overseas to go and represent your country, having to come back, get back into the routine of club football. It's not easy. And it's why club managers absolutely hate it. So um, we're going to have to wait and see how this one pans out. But if I had to give a prediction, I'd go with a 1-1 draw. So Arsenal 1, Liverpool 1. Don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you are new. And if you're interested in supporting me to bring you more Arsenal content, click the link in the description uh, for more information and you can sign up to any of the tiers available. Uh, I'd love to have you guys on board. Thank you to everybody who's already supporting. Thank you to everybody who's involved in the chat as well. Um, But yeah, so that's my lineup. That's my prediction. That's how I see this one playing out. I think it will be a lot cagier than people think. I don't expect the high scoring game that some people are predicting on this one. And uh, whilst I'm going to leave it there for this evening, I am going to be back with an additional show because obviously we missed the day yesterday um, due to uh, me being unwell. But I'm going to bring an additional show tomorrow. We don't normally do content on the Saturday, but I'm going to bring you some content tomorrow morning where we'll be talking about some different topics um, as well as uh, dropping our latest bit of members content as well. So I'm going to make up for yesterday's letdown uh, by bringing you more on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. It is Good Friday. It is Easter. And I'm sure you'd all rather be sitting, spending time with your families. Um, and I'm winding on this bank holiday evening. They're listening to me ramble on about the Arsenal. Um, so I'm going to leave it there. And uh, that's my prediction. That's my lineup. Smash the like button if you haven't subscribed to the channel, if you're new. And I'll catch you all on Saturday. Until next time, take care. Have a great evening. Ciao. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.